everyone, this is 30 Day Trek. I'm your host, Luke Cannon, and in this episode, we are covering the Season 1 episode of Star Trek Voyager, Faces. This is the episode where Blana Torres, Tom Paris, and Lieutenant Durst are captured by the Vidians, a sick and dying race that kidnap and harvest organs and body parts from various alien races in order to survive. With advanced alien technology, they are able to split Blana, the half-human, half-Klingon engineer for Voyager, into two separate beings. And the episode follows them as they try to figure their way out of the underground prison camp they're in as the Voyager crew attempts to locate them and break them out. Star Trek Voyager is a series that I don't have too much of an opinion on. It's the only Star Trek series that I haven't seen all the way through, and I'm saving that binge for when I write this short film that I have in mind as a reward for myself. And while I understand the criticism that some fans levy at it of how Voyager was just a rehash of The Next Generation and that the series overall never truly realized the potential of the concept behind it, I know how popular it is amongst fans and how Janeway was the role model and inspiration for millions of women who went into science or leadership roles because of her. So much so that there is now another new Star Trek series, Star Trek Prodigy, that brings Janeway back as a hologram on another ship lost in the Delta Quadrant. As of this recording, I still haven't seen any of the episodes so far since I've been busy trying to keep up with the National Podcast Post-Month Challenge. So while I understand the criticisms of the series overall, I still want to see for myself if Voyager stands on its own. One criticism that the series got was that it was rehashing a ton of similar plots that fans had seen already, which was something that almost kept this episode from being made to begin with. The writer, Kenneth Biller, initially didn't want to write the script because it felt too similar to episodes like The Enemy Within and The Alternative Factor, not to mention the hackneyed and cliched plot of The Evil Twin that had been done to death by the mid-90s on TV. But Brandon Braga said that they should do this episode just to get out of the way. And looking at the episode now... I actually think this does a better job at the character split in half type of episode than The Enemy Within. Watching that episode now, that is one classic episode of the original series that has not aged well. Not only does the poodle unicorn look completely ridiculous, but the sexual politics of the episode with Spock telling an assaulted yeoman Rand to keep her attack from Agro Kirk to herself in order to maintain the reputation of the captain is just icky. Plus, the two Kirks don't even interact really until the final scene. Whereas with this episode, the theme of identity and the dual nature of self is explored to much better effect, particularly in the scene where the Klingon and human Balanas have temporarily escaped and are trying to find their way out. Wake up, Betach! Eat! What... What is it? Some rodent I killed. No, thanks. I'm sorry I can't replicate you a souffle, but you need nourishment. I can't carry you all the way out of here. How are we supposed to escape this place? There are guards everywhere. We fight our way out. Maybe you haven't noticed, but I'm not exactly in fighting form. That's why you need food. Eat. 
So, you're what's left over when all the Klingon DNA is taken out. Apparently. If I hadn't come along, were you just going to waste away in that prison camp until they killed you for your body parts? Were you too frightened to act? I was looking for a way to escape. Looking? I'll show you the way to escape. This and this. That's the way you respond to every situation, isn't it? If it doesn't work, hit it. If it's in your way, knock it down. No wonder I got kicked out of the academy. For which you should be eternally grateful. Well, I'm not. Your temper has gotten me into trouble more times than I can... Listen to me. Listen to us. This is ridiculous. Do you realize that we're each fighting with ourselves? I'm not the one who's fighting, Petach. If I remember correctly, I'm the one who rescued you from that prison and carried you here. Don't you think you could at least acknowledge that? Can't you even admit that you won't be able to get out of here without me? I don't know that I can get out of here with you. Brute force isn't going to do it. Maybe not. Maybe we'll die in the attempt. But that's better than sitting here like frightened Tika cats doing nothing. There you go again. Out of control. Just leaping into action before you think things through. Fine, you stay here. I'm getting out. No, wait a minute. That's not what I meant. I'm sorry. Please. Just before you rescued me, I logged on to the Vidian's computer system. I only had a few seconds, but I think I found a way to access the force field that's cloaking this place. With a few minutes more, I could have deactivated it. Then Voyager could get a lock on us. Beam us back. Paris, too. It may not be as exciting as fighting our way out, but it stands a much better chance of working. If... I have your help. So, you need me. I can't get back to that computer without you. And you'll have to cover for me while I work. We can't go to the prison barracks. There are too many guards there. In the lab, where they were holding me, there was a security console. That's the last place they would expect us to be. Yeah, the scene is not subtle at all, but then again, that's always been Star Trek's not-so-dirty little secret. This episode was one of Roxanne Dawson's finest hours, as well as the productions. Rather than using extensive split-screen, the scenes with the two Bolanas were mostly done with Roxanne and Joy Kilpatrick, who was her astonishingly similar-looking photo double. This helped with her performance, as Roxanne was able to interact and react with an actual person. And the roles of Lieutenant Durst, the other member of the away team, and Sulan, the Vidian, 
Indian scientist who split Balana in half in order to test if Klingon physiology is more resistant to the phage that plagues the Vidians are played by the same actor, Brian Markison. This was done to not only tie into the aforementioned themes of the episode, but also to nail the genuinely horrific moment of Sulan revealing himself to have grafted Durst's face onto his own in order to make himself look more appealing to the Klingon Balana. Biller, along with Braga, contributed more horror elements to the series, which was one thing that helped Voyager to stand out from the other Trek series. And this episode is definitely Star Trek Does Body Horror. Getting back to Roxanne Dawson, when it came to this episode, she took a unique approach to playing the dual roles. Quote, I had two scripts, one labeled The Klingon and the other labeled The Human. I went through each script, treated both as two totally separate people, and made sure that each persona really lacked something important. The Human lacked strength and courage, and The Klingon lacked the reasoning and cool-headedness of The Human, traits which definitely highlighted the battle between them. I also wanted to make sure that the Klingon side was heard because she's really the bad sibling who nobody wants to talk about and who always ends up locked away in the closet. As a result, I wanted the intense relationship between The Klingon Klingon in human and the Klingon's eventual respect for the human half to be present in the episode. Keeping that in mind, one can see this episode as a continuation of one of the long-running themes of the series of characters caught between the two worlds of their identity, from Spock being half-Vulcan and half-human, to Worf as a Klingon raised on Earth by human parents and who is the first Klingon to serve in Starfleet, to Odo as a changeling who always had to take a solid Bajoran form and at one point has his shape-shifting abilities taken away from him, to another Voyager character who we'll be discussing later... The outside character examining their mixed heritage and identity in relation to the rest of the world is one character archetype that keeps resonating with the audience and one that never goes out of style, and this episode explores that theme to great effect. As for the personal element of the episode, again, I go back to Roxanne Dawson, who not only did I meet, but I actually worked alongside with. Back in 2018, in between the first two seasons of Burden of Truth, I was a locations PA on a movie that filmed in Winnipeg called Breakthrough. This was Roxanne Dawson's first feature film, having transitioned from being an actor to an in-demand television director. She was another Trek actor who got her start directing episodes of the series she was on, and she went from directing episodes of Voyager and Enterprise to some of the biggest shows of the last two decades. She's directed episodes of Lost, Heroes, The Good Wife, Treme, The Deuce, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., Runaways, House of Cards, This Is Us, The Morning Show, and The Americans. That last one, in my mind, puts her in the Hall of Fame. On the first day of filming, I showed her the Star Trek shirt that I was wearing, and there were a few times on set that I called her Lieutenant, since that was her rank on the series, and calling her Director would have felt a little too fascist. I didn't interact with her too much, and since it was my second full-time film gig as a locations PA, I definitely had to keep my fandom in check. There was one time when I was next to her in the lunch line and I was tempted to say to her, Gah's always best served live. But that was a deep cup reference to the season 2 TNG episode A Matter of Honor, so it might not have landed with her. And there was one day where I was doing Firewatch at a hospital in Selkirk where where I had my lunch while sitting next to the million dollar camera that we were filming with. And during the lunch hour, Roxanne came into the room and started looking around and was figuring out how she was going to do the next scene. And you know what I did? Nothing. Absolutely nothing. 
Because having directed a short film myself, I know that the lunch hour is really the only time of day that you have to yourself. And it was vitally important for her to have that moment of solitude to figure out how she was going to do the scene. It's a moment that I'm proud of. And while I wish I got to talk to her about this episode and the scene of the two Bolanas in particular, I did get her to sign the back of my chair that I would bring to set, which I also got the Cast of Burden of Truth to sign that is now framed and hanging on my wall. So because of that experience of my professional and geek life briefly coming together, this episode is a personal favorite of mine. Join me tomorrow when we jump ahead to season four and we're properly introduced to the most popular character from Star Trek Voyager. Live long and prosper, and also live well.